0: welcome to this week's episode of ct real estate radio i am chaz cook joined by rob wallace of the one team at william ravis real estate and we are excited to be here because we are into march we're turning the corner from the cold weather hopefully and we are about to really hit the spring market full speed ahead rob what is going on on this beautiful saturday
1: i'm excited this weather is warm i don't mind the rain snow i could do without so. Snow, i could do without Snow's <laughs> been
0: so funny story uh not yeah last sunday i actually had a friend come down she lives up in the uh, bolton area this is a little tangent here right out of the gates um and she came down to old sabrick we were doing a little charity event she comes down and she's like where's all your snow what are you <laughs> talking about we haven't had snow down here for like three or four days she's like i still have like two inches oh my yeah, god she's like on the, on the bolton line bolton manchester mm-hmm. line and i was like really you guys didn't get all this rain she's like no and it was 10 degrees colder up there where she was. Wow. So it's just crazy to think that like a 45 minute drive inside the state of Connecticut, so much
1: different, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Two inches of snow to It was like 40 degrees and a little windy down on the, the Connecticut shoreline in the booming little town of old Saber. I can little side note here. I don't know if you saw this one. I think we're going to have to plan a, uh, a one team night there, but you know, Saber point in. Yeah they've got that great restaurant fresh salt but i actually just saw that they just opened up a uh whiskey and cigar room there really yeah it's right when you go in the lobby it's kind of offset right to the right so there now so, you're
1: speaking my language right. so. so
0: not a speakeasy but a whiskey cigar bar okay. at Saber point so we're gonna plan a little uh well one team trip there and we will definitely let you 94 niners know how it is i can't imagine it being anything less than stellar because Saber oh, yeah. point they're you know great they're on place. point yeah. right for lack Always. of a better term <laughs> yeah, definitely on point. And you know what else is on point is revamping your curb appeal and some color trends that we are gonna talk about to watch in two thousand and twenty four since we are heading into that spring market. Mm-hmm. This was a uh, blog post that Candace, our social media manager, put together. So great job, candace on that one. I thought it was fitting because in about two weeks we're gonna be full on spring market, right? Yeah, um, And so what are some things you can do that may not cost a lot of money to get your home? ready to go. Last week, we talked about a few do it yourself projects around the house. Obviously, mm-hmm. we recapped the home and garden show. And what a great experience that was. But now what are some things you can do on the exterior? Or maybe like you want to throw a fresh coat of paint on your home? Oh, yeah. Um, I personally, you know, I'm, I'm, I've am i always said this, I'm not like a uh, home reno guy or like an interior designer. So a lot of these things surprise me when I'm like going through them. I'm like, this makes that much of a difference? Huh? <laughs> Let's see. Let's let's we'll get Cooper and Rob's uh, reaction here. Warm neutrals. Ditch the monotony of gray and welcome the warm neutrals that echo the earth's natural tones. Beige is making a comeback. Didn't know beige ever went out of style. Complementing copper piping and brightening up neutral grays. Uh, embrace the cozy vibes and let your home harmonize with its surroundings. See, I guess I could get on board with that. All the spring flowers, everything's all bright and colorful, and then like a little beige background earthy tones yeah, there we i'm go. all
1: for neutrals especially warm neutrals i love beige always been one of my favorite colors i've done grades in all my houses but i'm kind of switching over to beige now Beige. just did my bathroom beige it's like nice. a little
0: like eggshell type beige or yeah yeah in yeah. the bathroom yeah, yeah. yeah okay uh see this one i would never do only because i know how much maintenance it is i don't even have a, a lot of this color clothing because of how much maintenance it is. but bright white Hmm. Right. You get a bright white T-shirt and you're like, I'm going to be so careful with this thing. And all of a sudden you c- you come home and you got a stain on. You're like, yeah. I didn't do anything. I rode <laughs> in the car for an hour. <laughs> it's so risky. Uh, but apparently bright white trim uh, may seem bold, but it's the secret weapon to make any color pop. So you're not actually using it as like your focal point color. You're using it as an accent color to bring everything else to life.
1: That's a good idea. Definitely risky on the bottom part, but...
0: Well, yeah, I mean, instead of power washing every two or three years, you're power washing every spring, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly, you know, yeah. But the clean, defined lines create a timeless aesthetic and serve a functional purpose. Lighten up your exteriors and let the white trim be the star that ties everything together with finesse. I love it. This one, I actually am. A, uh, I did this. Um, and it actually, well, I, let me take the back. We intentionally bought a house that had this feature to it because of this feature. It was one of the deciding factors, uh, make your front door pop. Hmm. We've got a house, it's got sky blue siding, and then it's got a like burnt orange front door, almost like similar to like our real estate radio logo sign here, but that's our front door. So like, when you go by our house, you got a bright orange door. Exactly. Um, it's the gateway to your home's personality. Right. So I'm, I'm, Yeah, I,
1: I love this, never done it, but it's something I've always wanted to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one that we're looking at in the picture here is like a turquoise blue, sky blue. So, I mean, you can really get creative. But you think about that. Yeah. You take a, a beige siding and you put a bright pop color door in mm-hmm. there with some white trim. You're going know, to see that thing from the space. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? We got dark and stormy colors. So, this, we're taking a complete 180 here. We said white accent trim, you know, bright front doors. Now, we're going dark and stormy. 2024 is embracing a darker, more industrial look. Uh, Skelly and I talked about that the uh, brutalism phase was making a comeback. That was another one. Uh, but black windows and trim create a bold and dramatic contrast, allowing light lighter exterior colors to shine. They add depth and sophistication by going for a dark base with lighter accents, turning your home into a modern masterpiece I can, yeah, I can get on board with that.
1: Yeah. Something I've never done with this either, but I love the concept. I, it looks so good, especially in this picture. So. It's uh, timeless,
0: right? You know, just, yes, it looks so classic yes. where like bright colored doors might be in for, you know, 2015 to 2030. Right. But like a solid black with, you know, maybe I some love it. light accent color trim. And another
1: thing I've been seeing lately, a uh, trend going on, some people do black out their rooms or whatever, but blacking out your doors. So it's actually a task. I'm, I'm, I just bought some black paint. I'm yeah. going to do it for the spring. Every single door in my house is going to go black.
0: So in, inside? Not,
1: not my exterior, my main door, but everything inside, from the closet doors to the bedroom doors. And what's the thought process with that? It just it makes everything pop because I have all the white trim. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: My walls are gray. I went neutral when I first bought it. Um, but I think I'm going to switch that to beige. Yep. So I think it's going to tie in really well.
0: That, a little khaki and black. Yeah, yeah, it's a great shop over in Madison right there. Um, I never would have, who would have thought though, like, a, yeah, a white door again, something in your house that you touch yeah. every single day, you open and close, it, it's going to get all the fingerprints. Like white has been like the go-to color or natural wood. Mm-hmm. Um, so but it's our own painting every five years yeah. anyway. So. All right. We gotta, we gotta get pictures for an update here. When you start going through this oh, project yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of black stay classy with black and white is another curb appeal. Ooh. I do like this, especially on the shoreline, like in some of the beach here communities. Good idea. Um, yeah. You've got a white house with some like dark black trim around it or black windows. Yeah. Black uh, gutters. I love that. That two, two-ton- two tone contrast right there mm-hmm. really looks good. Um, Oh, I didn't even look at that. I alluded to that without alluding to that. Can't make up your mind. Go two-tone. This house that we're actually looking at has a beige. Part of it is beige siding, and part of it is like a seafoam green siding. So
1: Wow, I've never seen anything like that. I've never.
0: Yeah, so like front of the house is like seafoam green. rest them. of the house is beige. Wow. All right. Uh, blues on blues. I'm going to run through the rest of this list here. Go the rustic route with autumn red. Autumn red, quick side story. We covered this uh, probably a couple months ago. Do you know why they used to use red on all the barns? Oh, I forgot, but yes. Yeah, red paint's one of the cheapest paints to make. There we go. Or buy, make or buy, or whatever it was. That's right. Uh, embrace green concepts be bold be modern and uh, that's going to do it but when we come back we've got some data for you about which two connecticut metros saw the biggest home price increases in 2023 when we come back on ct real estate radio on 94.9 news now and stimulating talk welcome back to ct real estate radio i am Chaz cook joined by rob wallace of the one team at william ravis real estate your number one selling team in the entire state of connecticut from 2020 all the way through 2023 over that three-year stretch, we have sold more homes to families and investors in the state of Connecticut than anyone else. And, man, we are getting after it this year as well. We're going to get caught up on that in the, we- in the Rewind uh, in our third segment. But home values are also really what's up in the state of Connecticut. And you know, one thing we did forget to mention when we were talking about spring is on the way, right? I forgot to mention that uh, service station equipment, not only are they a residential tanking specialist. They've also got the Irish Springs pool water truck. And I know we're probably a good two months out from thinking about that. But uh, if I had a pool, I'd be thinking about, man, when can I get this thing open? If I had a heater, maybe I'm gonna open it in April. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you need to get that pool filled up, you definitely need to reach out to the Irish Springs pool water company, our friends at Service Station Equipment. Pool. The Irish Springs pool water number is 860-848-4100. And then if you're coming up on that last year of your oil tank and you know that it needs to be done, get replaced because it's a, you know looking a little crusty and rusty on the bottom there, you can reach out to the Tank Man, Dougie Braun. Actually, shout out to Dougie Braun. Happy birthday. It was just a couple of days ago, Dougie Braun. Ah, happy birthday. Uh, he went out and celebrated in true Tank Man fashion. I I'm not going to say how many years he's been celebrating, but <laughs> it was his birthday. So we do wish him a very happy birthday. But you can reach out to him at 1-800-801-TANK, and he will come out and help you get a new oil tank installed. Whatever your needs are, Dougie Braun, the Tank Man, can accommodate. So Rob, we got two U.S. metros in the top 10 for home price increases in 2023. Hmm. Were you surprised? Yes and no. Okay, let's, let's hear it. Harvard. Harvard. Oh it's no wait, wait, no no I don't, we don't let him know where oh, it is. Oh, no, so you let the I'm cat guessing. out
1: of the bag. I'm oh, guessing. Right, right. I'm I've not looked at it. Yet. Oh okay, I I'm even at guessing. It, yeah. Hartford I always know it's uh, it's on the top of our subjects and everything we bring up every single week so it's one of my guesses. Every every, so every quarter. not surprised if it's that. Yeah. And the other time I don't know. So
0: Yeah, so I'm with you. Uh the one we have talked about every single quarter through 2023 is one of the top emerging metros. Um but the bigger topic and we're going to obviously run through those the two two trillion dollar two trillion dollars yeah surge in U.S. home values, that is crazy, yeah. And they the sorry, according to this Redfin report, the U.S. housing market has grown in value by two trillion in one year. Wow, one year not like since the pandemic. We're gonna hit like on those numbers, but in one year we saw a two trillion dollar increase. The total value of us homes has grown year over year by five percent the biggest annual increase in almost a year as the national housing shortage props up homes values that's that's something. man yeah relatively relativity wow, relatively affordable metros in the east and midwest reported gains of over 10 percent while pricey markets and pandemic boomtowns reported declines wow. interesting and you know what i thought we would have been considered a pandemic pandemic boom town or boom state with how much influx we saw from New York during 2020 and 2021. But uh, apparently we didn't make that list, which I'm happy about. I don't want to be related to the pandemic as a boom town. I want to be one of the ones that just keeps growing because of all the work we put in. I agree. Uh, so let's see, what have we got here? The housing shortage has plenty to do with that, but some metros most notably affordable, most notably affordable East coast and Midwest markets are seeing home values rise by wider margins while pricier metros and pandemic boom towns reporting year over year declines. They got a chart here. We're not going to get too crazy into that, but total worth of us real estate, just to give you guys some perspective out there, 94 niners, 47.5 trillion. That's the total worth of us real estate from January, 2000 to December, 2023. Hmm. They didn't uh, put years on here. Did they hang on? Let me see if I can get this. Cause I want to talk about, okay, here we go. So in 2018 we sat at approximately 29 trillion call it that's 2019 we were at 30 trillion so from 2019 we'll just do this last five year stretch or four year stretch i should say yeah we went from 30 trillion to 47.5 trillion so a 17.5 trillion increase or over 50%
1: that's a big jump
0: we were talking about how home prices appreciated 49% uh, since the beginning of the pandemic, but it's actually greater than that. On a national level, we've seen them like probably 52, 54%. Wow. Right. Um, but it is, you know, they mentioned the 5% annual increase in, in 2020, Mm -hmm. 2021, we saw upwards of 20% in both of those years In 2023, we took a little bit of a dip and now we've rebounded back up and we're up 5%. So. Big increases in property values. If you bought in the last few years, you were doing fine. And if you have owned for a number of years and you took advantage of those historically low interest rates, man, you got some equity right now. Exactly. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they, those the figures, the $47.5 trillion and the, the $2.4 trillion over the past year, those figures are based on an analysis of the Redfin estimate for over 90 million residential properties, showing a total value increase of 5.3% making the biggest year over year value increase in 11 months. Wow. The total value of US homes is also up 13.3% compared to 2 years ago. So That's even impressive. though recently yeah we saw a little bit of a dip there we just talked about that. Right. But in on over a 24 month stretch we're up 13.3% or 5.6 trillion. Wow. Staggering numbers. Staggering. That is insane. Um, and you know, we, we know why, right. We know the housing mm-hmm. shortage has created mm-hmm. competition. The lock-in effect has reduced the amount of listings. Yep. Um, you know, so those aren't surprising things. And demand um, is very high. Demand so. is very high, but here is another piece of that, that added to the properties going up is that home builders kept building. Yes. Yeah. While the mm-hmm. U S continues to deal with a housing shortage, builders continue to build homes to breach the gap. That increase in construction contributes to last year's overall gain in value for the U.S. housing market. So that's an interesting point. They're saying the reason we got that five percent is because of new construction, right? And hmm. you actually are, are helping somebody, or they called in. You got a, a lead for new construction. Oh yeah, uh, very nice property. Yeah. Right, but they were looking for something a little bit more immediate.
1: Yeah. It, it, yeah, looking for pretty much something that's already up.
0: And have you been seeing a lot more new construction like questions coming in or are you still just looking the for people who are like last ready to couple go?
1: of weeks i have um that did slow down over the last year but actually it's started starting to pick up a little bit so yeah exploring be, that option a little bit more
0: i'd be curious where uh where the building is happening here in Canada. i know out in the cheshire area they're doing a lot um they're trying to turn some of the older buildings in like the cities hartford east hartford new britain into okay. single-family homes but Definitely not down here on the shoreline. Yeah. If we get a uh, a new subdivision, call it, or a new cul de sac, you know, we're lucky if we're getting eight to 10 homes just because once
1: if, in a while I see a plot of land available on the shoreline, but yeah, not a lot. Not
0: a lot. Not a big plot where you could go in and put 20, 30 houses it, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we've got the metros with the highest total value of homes. Interestingly enough, we had two uh, metros in the top 10 for home price appreciation but we did not have any metros with highest total value of homes. So I'm gonna run through those quickly here, and then we're gonna get into what you guys really wanna know, and that is where, what two metros in the state of Connecticut had the biggest home price increases? So metros with highest, value, highest total value of homes. New York, New York, not surprised, 2.43 mm-hmm. trillion. LA, 2.12 trillion. Atlanta, 1.23 trillion. Boston, not surprised there, 1.2 trillion. Uh, Boston is a booming market. I mean, we think we are growing at a rapid pace here in Connecticut. The Boston area, the Boston suburbs. I mean, they are just exploding. Yeah, they are. Uh, Anaheim, California, one point one three trillion. Washington D.C., one point zero two trillion. Chicago, Illinois, nine hundred ninety one billion. Oh, only uh, only <laughs> nine hundred ninety one billion. <Only. laughs> San Diego, nine hundred eighty eight billion. Phoenix, Arizona, nine hundred eighty seven billion. Seattle, Washington, nine hundred eleven billion. That one's a little surprising to me because I I haven't personally been, but I've heard from people who have been that they were having a big issue with poverty out in like the Seattle area. Um, yeah. So to see their home values still that high, mm-hmm. uh, I just they- live
1: in Washington State, so it's it's crazy out there. What part of Washington State were you in? Uh, I was in Bremerton.
0: Is that close it's to Na- Seattle? It's
1: base. Uh, yeah, it's close. Okay. But it's not. It's I never really rarely visited Seattle, but. I stayed in my my so area
0: side side story here do you know where Whidbey island is i don't okay that's in washington and i bring that up because when I, I came up for orders right before i got out of the service that was the duty station they offered me was whidbey island which ah. was an island so off you the probably coast of heard, washington probably state heard
1: of bremerton then i have yeah yep, base
0: okay yep. um but i did some research on it and it was a like a retiree town right really? It outside of the military people they were there and so uh we made a decision ultimately not to go to move across country so that i could deploy so my uh ex-wife could stay on a little island with a bunch of retirees. She wasn't really thrilled about that. So we pivoted and uh, now here we are on the one team and uh, I hope she's doing well. There we go. That's my little trip down memory lane for you guys. All right, let's get into it here with, uh, the metros with the biggest year over year increases in home values. You want to go 10 to one or you want to go one to 10, let's Let's go go 10 to 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 one. All right. Coming in at number 10, everybody's favorite. We've been talking about it for a year every single quarter one of the top emerging markets hartford connecticut all right i was on there nine percent right. year over year increase in home values love that wow coming in at number nine richmond virginia yes 9.3 percent all right virginia san diego california 9.4 mm-hmm. percent increase in home values year over year now we're gonna get into a couple that like i always get I don't. I just don't know. I don't know any enough about these states, but Milwaukee, Wisconsin, nine point seven percent. Okay. Actually, I did meet a client. Uh, she lived out in Milwaukee. She gave me a few little insider tips. They don't cancel school for less than a foot. Everyone has four wheel drive, and because they get so much snow, they don't try and push it off to the side. They just go down the middle of the road and push it like that way. Uh, they so they do push off to the side, but they're not trying to clear it. And literally there are no lanes. There's just the plow lane that they plow. So just like
1: a one-lane. One, lane, one thing. lane down the wow. middle of the road.
0: And that's how they navigate it when they get that wow. much snow. See, they they adapt. They so adapt. They- <laughs> uh Grand Rapids, Michigan, 9.8%. Hmm. Elgin, Illinois, 10.4%. Camden, New Jersey, 10.8%. At number three, Charleston, South Carolina, 10.8%. Wow. Coming in at number two the pizza capital of the world i'm saying it right now the pizza capital of the world okay new haven connecticut ah. 11.9% increase in home prices year over year that i am not i am surprised but i'm not surprised because we do get the most activity like our most of our clients are in the new haven county area true yeah so i can see that but yeah you know, you just don't, I guess it's incremental increases for a lot of these properties instead of big property jumps, you know, they're not going from a hundred to 300,000, they're going from a hundred to 150. Right. And there's just that many of them.
1: Right. That makes
0: sense. Yep. And coming in at number one, our friends from the Jill Biggs group down in Newark, New Jersey with 12.8% increase in home values year over year. That's gonna do it for your top 10 metros with biggest home price increases. And when we come back, we're going to share with you what the one team did in the last seven days on our weekly rewind. On When we come back on CT Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to CT Real Estate Radio. I am Chaz Cook, joined by Rob Wallace of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate. And I hope all you 94 Niners out there appreciated my little tongue twister right before we went to break there. I had to (laughs) get a big sip of water after trying to slur all of those words together. They did not come out as fluidly as I would have hoped to send you guys off to the break. But let's see if I can get through the rewind uh, without flubbing my words too, because we had a good week. We had four new listings, we had nine under contract, and we had three closings. Our first new listing is right here in the one team's office town, Guilford, Connecticut, 20 Michelle Lane hit the market for $450,000. Four bedrooms, two and a half baths, just under 2,000 square feet. I got to tell you, this thing hit the market yesterday in Guilford, under $500,000. Beautiful house, four bedrooms, two and a half baths, two car garage. Um, You've got just under a half an acre lot. This bad boy's not going to last. I'm calling it right now. Call it right now. And we're going to, you know, we'll check in. We're going to check in with Abby. So big shout out to Abby Scott uh, for bringing this listening to the market. But I bet you by Sunday afternoon, she's got multiple offers and uh, she's going to be having to sit down with her sellers. But don't worry, we're going to give you an opportunity to check it out at an open house. Or if you would like a private showing, you can reach out to Abby at one teamct.com to check out 20 Michelle Lane in Guilford for $450,000. Next up, we have... 8th Street in Newington, Connecticut. This hit the market for $309,900. I love these. This is a four-bed, four-bath, just under 1,600 square foot multifamily. Ranch-style multifamily. Oh, I love these. You do not see many ranch-style multifamilies in Connecticut.
1: Side-by-side,
0: duplex. Uh, so you got about a quarter acre lot, so uh, it's an investment opportunity, stunning side-by-side two-family home, offers the perfect blend of comfort, convenience, and functionality. Situated in a desirable location close to the park, this property promises an idyllic ideal, lifestyle for occupants and investors alike. Each unit has two bedrooms and two bathrooms, and ensuring ample space for privacy for residents. I mean, great opportunity here for $309,900. You can reach out to Owen at OneTeamCT.com if you want your private showing, or if you're an investor uh, and you want to reach out to me, I'd be happy to take you up there and show them. Yes, uh, Reach out to our boy Owen, because he brought this to the market, so we definitely want to make sure he gets all the love. That is 44-46 8th Street in Newington, Connecticut for $309,000. Jump on it. Jump on not, it. I will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is, it, nice. this is like brand new. I mean, This, this is not going to last, yeah another one that's not going to last. So right now they're just doing a our, our website here they do a monthly payment loan and in interest only. So mm-hmm. without taxes and you know uh at the current rate 1639 is what you could mortgage this place for. Obviously with taxes you're probably going to be more around like that $2100 $2200 mark. But if you have two units and you can get like fifteen hundred bucks per unit, two you're tenants, at, are, yeah, yeah, you're good to go. Or if you live in one, rent out the other, you can still pay for your mortgage. Exactly. So forty four 46 8th Street in Newington, Connecticut, is a hot one on the market. All right. Next up, thirty Country Place, number thirty in Shelton, Connecticut, hit the market for three hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. I could get that tongue twister out, (laughs) huh? Yeah, buddy. You did did good on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Three bedrooms, two and a half baths, just under 1,600 square feet, built in 1980. This condo in Fairfield County has a monthly HOA of $358. Uh, As I mentioned, three bedrooms, two and a half baths, townhouse. It's in a desirable neighborhood. You step inside to discover a cozy living room adorned with a fireplace, creating the perfect ambiance for relaxation or entertaining guests great spot congrats to riley winfield on this one if you want a private showing of 30 country place number 30 in shelton connecticut you can reach out to riley at one teamct.com. again it's on the market for $399,999 with an hoa of 358 i mean that's that's good that's a good mm, deal this is a, this is a beautiful complex nice. yeah looks great it also has a potential for a third floor finished attic and you've got a two-car tandem garage i mean you're getting Love a it. lot of value right here for that. Love it. So, again, Riley at oneteamct.com to check out 30 Country Place number 30 in Shelton, Connecticut. This was a, a bit of a different one for us here. I don't know if a difference is the right word, but we've got a rental in Cheshire, 17 Soderman Way, Cheshire, Connecticut, on the market for $4,950 a month. Hmm. This is a new construction rental. Really? Yeah. So we're gonna have to chat with Emily White. Big shout out to Emily for bringing this rental you don't, you don't to the market. You don't see those too often. All right, a new construction rental. So I don't know if they're, you know, the uh, owner may still be moving from another house or you know taking their time to settle in. They're like, hey, I got a couple of months. Let's see if we can rent it out for a year or they're retiring, whatever it is. Right. Uh, but this house is gorgeous. Three bedrooms, two and a half baths, just under twenty five hundred square feet. Again, that is new wow. construction. Yeah, it's been on the market for just a couple of days here. That is gorgeous. I mean, the grass hasn't even grown in yet. It's so new. Uh it's in the heart of Cheshire. Uh, you enter the kitchen, you're greeted by modern space finish with white subway tile and beautiful stainless steel appliances. The contrasting, contrasting wood tone. There we go. We were mm-hmm. talking about that on your yeah. exteriors. Well, we can do it on the interior too.
1: Oh, see, and they have the black door. That's the black the door yeah. that looks really good
0: great yard. Once the grass grows in for hosting summer barbecues, you got off of the family room, indulge in the comfort of a primary bedroom suite. So you have a first floor primary suite. Okay. I mean, this house just is check, 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 but checking I'm, all the boxes. I'm digging it. So 17 Soderman way in Cheshire, Connecticut on for $4,950. And you can reach out to Emily W at one teamct.com to schedule your private showing today. All right, that's it for listings, but now we got nine under contract and three closing so our under contracts came in the towns cities villages i don't know what do you want to call we got all kinds of things here in connecticut (laughs) but they came in preston times two so preston preston hamden hamden clinton hamden newington vernon and colchester all right three closings congratulations to our buyers sellers and investors we had closings in farmington meriden and wallingford so all over the place man all over the place we are staying busy All right. Open houses. We got two of those bad or sorry, one of those bad boys going on today, Saturday, March the 2nd, that 20 Michelle Lane here in Guilford, Connecticut on the market for $450,000 starts right when the show wraps at 12 p.m. and goes to 2 p.m. I think I'm going to swing over there and say hi to Abby after we get done with the show here and see how our open house is going. Okay. Uh, Again, that is 20 Michelle Lane in Guilford from 12 to 2 p.m. today. And then going on tomorrow, Sunday, March the 3rd, always, 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 always have your opportunity to go to the residences at 66 High Street in Guilford from 12 to 2 p.m., those award-winning condos. They actually just put two of them under contract. Nice. Uh, So that was in about two weeks ago. They put two under contract there. So that's exciting times. But that means that the number of available units is dwindling quickly. So make sure you head over there to 66 High Street tomorrow, Sunday, March 3rd, between 12 and 2 p.m. to check out all of the units that are available. And then you also have a chance to go to 44-46 8th Street in Newington, Connecticut from 12 to 3 p.m. tomorrow and see that multi multi-family ranch style property that owen brought to us so I might,
1: I might be stopping there
0: right i mean there's some great open houses this weekend i mean you could just spend, go spend an afternoon at 66 high street and admire all that craftsmanship we really could or if you want to go look at a really really good deal on the market for 309,000, mm-hmm. you got that multi-family in newington both of those are tomorrow and of course come on down to guilford and uh see abby from 12 to 2 today and that's going to wrap it up for this week's one team weekly rewind brought to you by service station Equipment. Man, feels like we didn't have a lot going on, but felt like I had a lot to say. Maybe it's just me. (laughs) Um, But before we went to break, we were bringing you the top 10 metros for home price appreciation year over year. And we did have two on the list. We had number 10, Hartford, Connecticut. And then we had number two, New Haven, Connecticut. But what is going on in the entire state of Connecticut, right? Are we seeing that same type of growth? across the entire state. So Hartford was at 9%, New Haven was at 11.2%. Mm-hmm. And I, did you check out this article yet? Cause I'm not going to ask you a question. Do you know the answer? Uh, briefly. Briefly. Okay. So what do you think home prices in the entire state appreciated year over year?
1: I mean, we're looking at 5%. So I was gonna think a little bit higher so than that. Nationally. Maybe yep. We're at seven. 5.3. Yep. I was thinking seven. Okay. So
0: nationally, 5.3%, New Haven Metro area, 9%. I'm yep. sorry, Hartford metro area, 9%. New Haven metro area, 11.2%. Mm-hmm. The entire state, 10%. Wow. So that is an wow. impressive where when you go back and you look at that list of the top 10, you know, our state would have beaten the bottom four. Yeah. But the entire state, not just a metro area, mm-hmm. right? The entire state mm-hmm. would have beaten the bottom four. That's impressive. Yeah. And we wouldn't have been too far out of first where the highest was 11.6. New Haven was 11.2. So, right, right. Uh, Connecticut saw the... Fourth highest rate of house price increases in the country since the third quarter of last year. A lasting impact from dwindling inventory that real estate agents say is unlikely to change in the near future. Well, I'm a real estate agent, and I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, we just have too much pent-up buyer demand, you know. hundred percent. And I was looking at a stat. I was doing a training with the the team earlier this week. It has been eight straight months since we had more than two months of supply for single-family homes in the state of Connecticut. And on that ninth month, what do you, what do you think our month's supply was? Below. Oh, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to leave the 94 Niners with a teaser because we got to catch a break and we'll fill you in when we come back on CT Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to this final segment on CT Real Estate Radio. I am Chaz Cook, joined by Rob Wallace of the one team at William Ravis Real Estate, your number one team over the last four years in the entire state of Connecticut for transactions closed. That means families helped, investors helped, first-time home buyers, retirees, you name it, we have done it, and uh, you know I couldn't be prouder of the team because they continue to put in the work week after week. We just did the rewind. We saw how all of that was coming together, the four new listings, nine under contract, three closings, mm-hmm. um, and obviously a big part of us being able to do that is being able to come on and talk to the 94 Niners and having the support of service station equipment, mm-hmm. for sponsoring the show, so we can't thank them enough for that. Yes. Um, before we went to break, we were teasing you guys a little bit uh, about how many months of supply we've had. I did mention that for eight straight months, we sat at two months of supply for single family homes in the state of Connecticut. I feel
1: like it's been like that since the pandemic for years. Well, and we were a little
0: lower. And, and our then, MLS
1: uh, doesn't show below the two months.
0: Yeah, it does. It does Yeah, now? Yeah, it does now. They changed it, yeah. Oh, okay. with, with all these new features, they have us like learning okay. here. All
1: right, we're well, um, a little behind then.
0: So nine months ago, mm-hmm. and you le- you thinking we had less than two months. Yes. No, we had 2.1. Really? Really? (laughs) Nine nine months ago? Yeah. Nine months ago, we had 2.1. We hung out at 2.1 for four or five months. And then, yeah, before that, we were at like 1.8, 1.9. Right, right. So that's across the entire state for single-family homes. When you get into some of the counties specifically, so Hartford County is a good example. Mm -hmm. When we looked at their single-family homes... They haven't been over two months in like the last six months they've been like 1.8 1.9 months of supply wow and just to clarify for all you 94 niners out there months of supply means if no new homes came on the market for the next two months we would sell out of inventory yes a healthy market or a neutral market is considered six months of supply correct anything less than that is considered a seller's market Mm -hmm. and anything more than that is considered a buyer's buyer's market. market Which is why, as I mentioned before, that you know the article quotes real estate agents saying it's unlikely to change in the near future. Yeah, we would have to go four straight months without selling a house, essentially. It, if you know, it, I do your math. Exactly, on Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you just kind of think about that, for four straight months we didn't sell a mm-hmm. single house in the entire state of Connecticut. Like,
1: just think about that, though. If nobody sold, bought or a sold, house, yeah, nobody,
0: yeah, nobody listed a house, or no, we'd have to have new listings. Come if on, nobody no listed buyers. a
1: house in two months. The supply we did we have, have no we'd have no homes to show That's clients, crazy right yeah it's crazy that's why the demand is great that's why low inventory is just yeah huge effect and what's going on
0: uh connecticut's house price index rose by nearly 10 percent compared to last year and listen to this close to 60 percent compared to five years ago wow So go back to 2009. Go back to February 2019, or it's March 1st, 2019, Mm -hmm. and we're up 60% since then.
1: That's when I jumped into real estate in 2018. I do see a big difference from then to now. That's that's I got into it in 2019,
0: so yeah, I was coming up and uh, learning the ropes during all of this. Yeah, yep, that's just crazy. Uh, So that is a report from the Federal Housing Finance Authority. It publishes its house price index reports to measure residential house pricing movement by state and region and this is a CT mirror article here. So if you guys want to check it out for yourself, uh, but it goes on to, you know, it has some other good data. Um, Price increases are driven by historically low levels of inventory, right? We know that we just talked Mm -hmm. about that with months of supply Uh, across price ranges though, experts say. So what they mean by that is we're not just seeing competition or low months of supply with your million dollar houses or your $300,000 houses. It's all price points. Exactly. And when we're sitting at a median price in Connecticut is, well, they have it at 375 for a single-family home. I can tell you it's not 375 because we look at the data every month, and next it, week on the yep. number show, we'll be breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but as of the end of January, it was at $398,000 for a single-family home. They may be talking all property types here. Right. Um, but for single-family homes, $398,000. So I, I'd be willing to bet we're going to crack that $400,000 mark for median sales price. I'm with you on that. Our average sales price. I don't know if you ever checked that out, but so median sales price means that 50% of the homes sold for below that 50% mm-hmm. of the homes sold for above that yep. average sales price is just the average of all the prices, right? Right. Like five sixty-seven for single family homes in Connecticut.
1: Wow. You yeah, haven't checked on
0: Yeah. In, for average sale prices. So well, we're going to get fresh data on that next week. You know, and it being today being March 2nd, right. They, it takes them a couple of days to compile all the data. So that'll be out like by next Tuesday yep. or so next Saturday we'll when we come on. on, we'll yeah. have all that information for you. So. Um, so we're going to bring give you guys a quick couple national numbers here, just so you can put it in perspective with that 10% increase, uh, Vermont, their prices increased at the highest rate year over year with about a 12% rise. Hawaii and Washington DC saw a slight depreciation prices rose in 93 of the country's hundred largest metros, according to the FHFA report. Hmm. And, uh, we know that we know the top 10, right? Cause we had two of those. Exactly. New England had the highest rate of price increases with about 9% increase compared to the third quarter of 2022. The Pacific region had the lowest at 2%. So that's that Pacific region. That's what I was talking about. Like Seattle, Washington, or Washington, Oregon, Mm -hmm. right? Um, They only had a 2%, but yet the Seattle, Washington market has like the most, some of the most expensive homes in the country. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, New England leading the charge, which is it always cracks me up because for years, New England was always looked at as the lag behind. We were always like, you know, You're right, yeah. six months to a year at yeah. minimum, probably mm-hmm. closer to two years behind what was happening in the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And now here we are leading the charge for home price appreciation. Things change. New That's, England yeah. and the state of Connecticut with double digits. I mean, I'm happy entire to see it. Very happy for that. Uh, nationally, there was a drop in residential construction after the recession. Okay. We know that uh, right. construction also slowed during the early parts of the pandemic. Yep, we know that because of shutdowns and supply chain issues. Uh, but prices did continue to climb during the pandemic in states like Connecticut as people from larger cities like Boston and New York looked to buy in smaller metros. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, as of Tuesday, the state had about 3,700 condominiums and single-family homes for sale on the MLS. Right before the pandemic, (laughs) sorry, this one, maybe kind of stopped my tracks here. All right. So as of Tuesday, uh, that's this past Tuesday here, the end of February, the state had about 3,700 condominiums and single family houses for sale on the MLS. That's not counting for sale by owners or you know, anything like that. Right. Right before the pandemic. Where do you think that number was? Good question. I don't know. (laughs) 22,000. What really? Yeah. So just for like simple math here. So if we did 3000 times seven, right, that'd be 21,000. So that'd be a 70% decrease. So we had 3,700 available down from 22,000, like a 66%, 67% uh, decrease. Wow. (laughs) And that was from right before the pandemic. So that was probably February, 2020, right before everything happened. And here we sit in January or March sorry I keep saying or January uh March of 2024 with 3700 condos and single family That's homes
1: That's crazy That's insane.
0: I know cuz we talk a lot about single family homes cuz that tends to be like the more popular thing that people are looking yeah, for. Yeah yeah. And, you know, we'll break it down next week, but I'd be curious to see how many are just condos and how many are just single family homes. Very curious about that. Um, So that, that'll be definitely be something we look into next week when we have that full data, but man, yeah, that's wow. Yeah. They go on to recap, you know, it's about two months of supply balanced Mm -hmm. if there are five to six months of inventory. Right. We know that, but here's one of the big issues that we continue to run into here in the state of Connecticut. And even with Newington being labeled one of the best places for first time home buyers. We have a severe lack of starter homes in here in the state of Connecticut, right? You know, that three bedroom, two bath house for $350, $400,000. Yeah. We just don't got them. Yeah. We don't. Um, the baby boomers are finally starting to downsize and purchase those homes. Uh, so they're coming out of that, like the trade up home for a first time home buyer would be, you know, that four bedroom, 3,500 square foot colonial. The boomer is now selling that and then buying like the two bedroom, one bath or the three bedroom, yeah. two bath, and they're buying cash. I mean, they've yeah. earned it, right? They have a few
1: clients that are doing the exact same thing right there. Yeah. And yeah.
0: So that's who the younger buyers are competing with. And mm-hmm. you know, they, they, it's they tough. say that we're competing with them, but like, let's be real most first time home buyers are looking at three and a half to 5% down, they're not competing. They're just getting their doors blown off. Yeah. Right. It's, like, it's really tough. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what does that mean? It means that they have to keep renting, which is putting more strain on apartment availability, a lack of multifamily housing. And that's been a hot button political issue for years is what experts have said is that housing crisis has worsened with rising rents and fewer affordable apartment vacancies. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially down here on the shoreline, there's not a ton of apartment buildings. There's some random townhouses here and there, but um, how about up near you in like the Griswold area? You guys got anything going on like for rentals, like or rental complexes? not too
1: many yeah not too many i mean i don't really focus too much on that on on the rental section but i don't really see too much
0: yeah that would be a place though if somebody if a developer wanted to go up into like that griswold voluntarily putnam area there's a lot of land that can be developed up there
1: i have a huge huge lot that can be easily subdivided i mean at least it looks at it's massive Put something up right there. It's right across the street from my house.
0: Put a couple multifamilies up there, three or four. Yep. Really could. It's been sitting there for years. Too. I would do like a, just a nice two family, like some of the ones we were talking about in the rewind. There, side by side, either ranch style or stack them with the garage underneath. That's a good. So it idea. becomes yeah. like a three story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How are the taxes up in Griswold? Norwich. I mean, Norwich, we get we we have plenty out there. Yeah. Are taxes yeah. affordable in Griswold? Yeah, taxes aren't too bad. Okay. All right. So that might be like something they've been going to up over the years. I mean, I've been there since two thousand
1: what sixteen. Yep. Uh, they've been going up, but they're not too bad.
0: Um, you know, you look at a place like a, like a Norwich or a Ledger though that also has a lot of land, and you do have to end Their up paying taxes
1: are going up quite too.
0: a bit for for taxes there. Yeah. Um, Norwich, New London, Ledger. Yep. So we're gonna be bringing you guys the full numbers, like I said, next week when we have that data available. But I also I wanted to close out the show here because we got another shout out for a Connecticut restaurant. Ah. This is an open table article, Diners Choice. Best overall restaurants in Connecticut. Hmm. And I was hoping Byron was going to be able to join us today. He was not. But Bar Boucher in Madison, Connecticut, that is one of his favorite local eateries, made the list as heard Connecticut's about top I've restaurant. always wanted yeah. to visit. Convo- convivial, boisterous, social, loving attention to detail, recreates an authentic French bistro from imported Parisian Zinc Bar to the tiled floors and brings it to the Connecticut shoreline. You're instantly surrounded by an atmosphere of familiarity and good spirit. You can enjoy comfortable outdoor patios, dining spring through fall. And if you have times, we're one block from the charming downtown village of Madison. So I haven't actually been. That's I was kind of hoping Byron could I be on either, to yeah. share his experience there. I know that is one of his fan favorites. Menu but- looks really good. Shout out to Barbecue making open tables list of top uh, top restaurant in Connecticut and uh, all right now we got to go there we got to go to the cigar bar the whiskey bar at uh, Saber Pointman it's going to be a busy spring for us getting Let's out there it. as a team and uh, doing some bonding all right Rob any last words for the 94 Niners out there enjoy the weekend uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Cooper. Thank you, Martin. Thank you, Dougie Brown, the Tankman Service Station Equipment. I am Chaz Cook, joined by Rob Wallace, and we will catch you next week with a fresh new episode of CT Real Estate Radio on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk.